Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. This is St. John, the 15th chapter. The scripture of John 15, 9 through 17 is found on page 1677 of your pew Bible. John records, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Today's gospel message continues during this season of Easter where last Sunday's gospel left off. Last Sunday, you'll recall that Jesus compared our relationship to him in like and kind between a branch and a vine. And just as a branch cannot produce anything without the vine, so we cannot do anything without Jesus. So, as you listen, as we hear today's gospel, we should have a, a mental image of the special relationship between the branch and its vine. The Holy Spirit has grafted us into Jesus just as a vine dresser or a gardener or an orchardman would graft a branch into a vine. And if the branch does absolutely nothing, 
It's been cut. It's been put in. It's been wrapped up. If it just stays there, abides, remains, then everything goes well and it will thrive. Now, if the branch tries to contribute anything to the process, it will mess up the process. The branch will go into a rejection and it will die and it will dry up and it will be thrown into the fire. And as we hear more of Jesus' teaching today, we learn that the main nutrient that Jesus, the vine, feeds us, the branches, is the nutrient of love. Jesus said this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. And as you might expect, this is not just any love. It is that love that we have heard before in Greek, agape, love. And we often have spoken about the special kind of love that the Greeks meant by that word, agape. And the truth be told that we really can't talk too much about love or too often. And today's gospel gives us the opportunity to do just that. One of the challenges of this language of ours, English, is that depending on the context, the English word love can have about 50 different meanings. Do you know what I mean? I love ice cream. Really? And what makes it even worse or harder for people to learn this, this, uh, this language, but what makes it worse is that our culture is constantly trying to pollute the word love with twisted meanings of its own. So, on this Mother's Day, let us imagine, if you will, an example of a mother a mom, she who must be obeyed, demonstrating this mother's demonstrating agape love. Follow me, okay? A little story. Let's imagine a woman, and she is the mother of a daughter. And this girl is very bright and very active, and a popular student at the local high school. And the school year is almost over. Spring is in the air, and everything feels fresh and new. And now a, a classmate invites the daughter to a party. That sounds innocent enough until the mother learns that the parents of this classmate 
will be out of town during the party. Are you following me? Now, this party is really the idea of the classmate's older brother. And he's just gotten back from the university. And the mother begins to wonder if perhaps this party that his brother and his friends would throw might get kind of wild. She remembers that the house has a very, very nice bonus room. And in that bonus room is a very well-stocked liquor bar. And this mother considers the situation for a while, and she decides that the party has a very high potential to be a complete disaster. And she tells her daughter that she can't go to the party. Well, the daughter really wanted to go, and she thinks her mother is totally off base. And the frustrations, they well up. And words begin exploding out of her mouth. She says, you hate me. You never let me have any fun. I hate you. You are the stupidest mom ever. And the tirade continues for a while. And then the daughter storms off to her room. She slams the door. She texts her friends that her mom is a complete and total idiot. And then she cries herself to sleep. And during the next few days, the tension is palpable. It's miserable in that house. Are you still with me? The news about the party starts to filter. And it's coming in more and more during the day after the party. Apparently, the neighbors had to call the police in order to keep the partiers in line. And the police arrested the older brother and some of his friends for possession of a controlled substance. Several of the partiers were arrested for drunk driving as they tried to drive home. And one of the drivers evaded the police. And then he failed to notice a red light. And he and his friend died almost instantly when an 18-wheeler broadsided their vehicle. And after a few weeks, one of the daughter's friends learns that she is pregnant. And because she got so very high at this party, she has no idea who the father might be. And even though the mother's decision created all kinds of tension between her and her daughter, this mom is glad that she kept her daughter home that night. Now, the mother in this imaginary story, she exhibited agape love. She 
did what was best for the daughter, even though it meant discord and tension. Agape love means that you will do what is best for the people in your life, even if it means that they will hate you for it. It means that you do what is best for the people in your life, no matter what. Our culture has a whole different idea of love. Our culture as a whole is like the daughter in our little story. If anyone dares to suggest that a person's behavior might be self-destructive, our culture immediately replies with labels. You are arrogant, judgmental, narrow-minded, hateful, and divisive. And never mind the very real possibility that a, a person might harm herself or others, the fact that you disagree with her automatically means that you hate her. Our culture seems to define love as allowing everyone to do what is right in his own eyes, even if the facts indicate that this will cause real harm. Our culture exemplifies the words that Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. Listen for a moment. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Our culture not only encourages people to have these vices, but it also teaches that such vices are actually virtuous. In honesty and truth, our culture's idea of love is really a disguised form of greed. Now how different, how different is God's love for us? In Romans 5, 8, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And these words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, they do teach us that God did what was best for us in spite of the fact that we hated him. And in today's gospel, Jesus tells us that the love he has for us is the same love that he, as God the Son, shares with God the Father. 
In today's gospel, Jesus takes agape all the way when he says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. And Jesus did more than just talk about laying down his life for his friends. And even while Jesus was teaching his disciples with the words of today's gospel, Judas was on his way to the authorities to turn him in. He would soon lead the soldiers to Jesus in Gethsemane, where Judas would betray Jesus. The very next day, Jesus would fulfill his very description of love with his own suffering and death on the cross. And he would endure not only death, but also the anger of God that should have been directed at us and all of our sins. This is the love that saves us. And Jesus said, abide in my love. This is the love that the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep, this is the great love that lays down life for a friend. This is the love of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the love of the God-man who stood between God and us and took the full force of the wrath of God for us. This is the love that bled on the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is the love that rose from the dead and promises us eternal life. Jesus said, abide in my love. And you remember last week, abide means remain. Stop trying in your own power. And the Holy Spirit has placed us in Christ Jesus through the gift of faith. And any work we do on our own only serves to reject that faith and expel us from Christ's love. Abiding in God's love means that he will work in us to strengthen our faith toward him, and he will work through us to show fervent love towards our brothers. God loves us unconditionally. He is the only source of pure, unconditional, agape love. It is in this love that God created us, and he still sustains us. It is in this love that compelled the Son of God to assume a human nature and sacrifice himself on the cross to save us from sin. It is in this love that we abide in faith. And just as God's love raised Christ from the dead, it promises that he will be with us here and now on this earth and that we shall be with him forever in heaven. For it is by faith this love works in us and through us to free us so that we can obey God's command 
and love our brother even as God has loved us. In the name of Jesus, amen.